chills, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense. Bite back at the fear. Arabian Nights, or The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. Volume 5, The Ebony Horse, narrated by Mav Sky. When it was the 362nd night, Shahrazad said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the high officials looked upon the horse, they laughed one to another and said, Was it of the like of the horse that the youth spake? We cannot deem him other than mad. However, we shall soon see the truth of this case. Peradventure herein is some mighty matter, and he is a man of high degree. Then they lifted up the horse bodily, and, carrying it to the king, set it down before him, and all the lieges flocked round to look at it, marveling at the beauty of its proportions, and the richness of its saddle and bridle. The king also admired it, and wondered at it with extreme wonder, and he asked the prince, O youth, is this thy horse? He answered, Yes, O king, this is my horse, and thou shalt soon see the marvel it showeth. Rejoined the king, Then take and mount it. And the prince retorted, I will not mount till the troops withdraw far from it. So the king bade them retire a bowshot from the horse. Whereupon quoth its owner, O king, see thou, I am about to mount my horse, and charge upon thy host, and scatter them right and left, and split their hearts asunder. Said the king, Do as thou wilt, and spare not their lives, for they will not spare thine. Then the prince mounted, whilst the troops ranged themselves in ranks before him, and one said to another, When the youth cometh between the ranks, we will take him on the points of our pikes, and the sharps of our sabres. Quoth another, By Allah, this is a mere misfortune. How shall we slay a youth so comely of face and shapely of form? And a third continued, Ye will have hard work to get the better of him. For the youth had not done this, but for what he knew of his own prowess and preeminence of valor. Meanwhile, having settled himself in his saddle, the prince turned the pin of ascent, whilst all eyes were strained to see what he would do. Whereupon the horse began to heave and rock and sway to and fro, and make the strangest of movements steed ever made till its belly was filled with air, and it took flight with its rider and soared high into the sky. When the king saw this, he cried out to his men, saying, Woe to you! Catch him! Catch him! Ere he escape you! But his wazirs and viceroys said to him, O king, can a man overtake the flying bird? This is surely none but some mighty magician, or merit of the jinn, or devil, and Allah save thee from him. So praise thou the Almighty for deliverance of thee and all thy host from his hand. Then the king returned to his palace after seeing the feet of the prince, and, going in to his daughter, acquainted her with what had befallen them both on the parade ground. He found her grievously afflicted, 
for the prince and bewailing her separation from him. Wherefore, she fell sick with violent sickness and took to her pillow. Now when her father saw her on this wise, he pressed her to his breast and kissing her between the eyes said to her, O my daughter, praise Allah Almighty and thank him for that. He hath delivered us from this crafty enchanter, this villain, this low fellow, this thief who thought he could seduce thee. And he repeated to her the story of the prince and how he had disappeared in the firmament. And he abused him and cursed him and knowing not how dearly his daughter loved him. But she paid no heed to his words and did but redouble in her tears and wails, saying to herself, by Allah, I will eat neither meat nor drain drink till Allah reunite me with him. Her father was greatly concerned for her case and mourned much over her plight. But for all he could do to soothe her, love longing only increased on her. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say.